Well, unfortunately, today's culture is indoctrinating kids with a new gender ideology. This includes telling boys that they can become girls and then telling girls that they can become boys. Today, Ryan Bomberger of the Radiance Foundation joins me to talk about a new project for kids that you moms are going to love. This project affirms the unchanging gender God gave children at conception and celebrates the beautiful uniqueness of boys and girls. Stay with us. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, special guests tackle the issues facing the moms of America today. Discussions include personal stories and advice on how moms can build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their homes and country. Well, hi, moms. I'm Debbie Kurlitis, your host, and welcome to the Moms America podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us again this week. Right every week, we gather together to inspire, encourage, and educate moms in their journey through motherhood. So thank you once again for joining us this week. It's going to be a great show. Always here at the top of the show, I invite all of our mamas to like, subscribe, and share the podcast with your mama friends, your neighbors, their girlfriends at church, everyone. Uh, This is how we get the word out because they keep censoring us here at Moms for America. So please share this podcast with your friends. Also, if you have an idea or a topic for the podcast, would you please email me at podcast at momsforamerica.net? I would so appreciate hearing from you. Also, if you are new and you have not joined the Moms for America movement, you'll be like, hmm, how do I join? Well, it's very simple. You go to our website and you sign up for our newsletter at momsforamerica.us and join the movement. We are moms uniting all across the country, fighting for faith, family, freedom, and the Constitution. So join us, join the sisterhood. We are the ultimate support group for mamas. So we would love to have you. Well, on to today's program. Ryan Bomberger joins me today. Uh, He's joined us in the past. Uh, You may remember him from the Radiance Foundation and their incredible pro-life activities. Well, today we're talking about children, but we're addressing another important aspect of their life, and that is gender. Ryan and his wife have co-authored two new amazing children's books that address gender from a godly point of view. This topic has become a huge battleground and a critical discussion for moms and their families. Hey, Ryan, welcome back to the Moms for America podcast. Glad to have you again. Hey, it's great to be here with you. Yes. Well, listen, I know that we've talked in the past about life, uh, radiance and your story. By the way, if everyone has not heard Ryan's story check it out is amazing. He's got that adoption proudly on his, uh, his t-shirt because he's got a, an, an amazing testimony, what God has done. Yes. So I know Bethany's not there, but she's with you in spirit. You guys yes. have a new project. You guys have done a new book. I can't wait to get chatting about that, but, um, tell us a little bit in case our moms don't know about your family. Tell us about your family real quick. Sure. I came from a family of 15 where I have 12 brothers and sisters most of us were adopted. 10 out of 13 kids were adopted. I was the first one adopted. And I'm one of those cases when we talk about the the horrific and tragic issue of abortion. I'm one of the exceptions cases. I was conceived in rape, but I was adopted in love. And so because I had a courageous birth mom, she not only gave me life, but gave me the incredible gift of adoption. 
And I grew up in that amazing, very diverse family, white, black, Native American, Vietnamese, able, disabled. And now my amazing wife, Bethany, and I have four kiddos, two of whom were also adopted. So we're slightly partial <laughs> to adoption. Oh, what a beautiful testimony. What a great, uh, a great family you have there. Um, let's Thank talk you. a little about things that are going on with the Radiance Foundation. Uh, let our moms know what the foundation is about. Then we're going to kind of get into uh, a new mission of yours, which is dealing with the gender crisis that's happening. But tell us about Radiance and what's happening there. Sure. Just to give a little background, the reason why we named it Radiance Foundation was because my wife was a single mom, found herself in an unplanned pregnancy, walked away from a toxic relationship, pressured to abort and refused. That little girl's name is Radiance, our oldest daughter, the reason for the name of our organization. And so we love to illuminate that God can enable triumph to rise from tragedy all the time. And so we have different components. We do these national ad campaigns, billboard campaigns to illuminate that every human life is God-given purpose. Mm-hmm. We speak all over the country and actually abroad on all kinds of issues, abortion, adoption, fatherlessness, poverty, free speech, religious liberty, um, and the war on common sense. I don't know if you've noticed that, but um, <laughs> obviously you guys know that. appreciate that. that. Yes. So, and then we also write weekly op-eds, Christian Post, Town Hall on all of these issues. And then we have our outreaches, like our Adopted and Loved initiative, which helps to fund families seeking adoption and our Sally's Lambs outreach to birth moms. So there are a number of different ways that we try to illuminate, creatively illuminate that every human life has God-given purpose. Ah, amazing. So check out the Radiance Foundation, beautiful ministry that they have there. Well, let's chat a little bit about um, this particular topic, because obviously this is, life is huge. Um, Once a child comes into this world, their God-given identity, their gender, as God created them to be, is huge for a parent and a child. And our country, I mean, once we start attacking the very fiber of a child um, and saying that they are not who they are or confusing them, life gets extremely crazy. who would have ever thought, right, that ge- that the attack on gender would be so bold right. um, and oh so brazen right now? You, uh, the foundation, you and your wife have taken on the gender issue, um, and you look at this as a spiritual and moral battle. Why? Well, everything is first and foremost a spiritual battle. Everything is a moral battle. And I I find it funny when certain people, particularly thought leaders, try to write things off and say, well, we don't address these things, you know, because these are political. Everything's moral and spiritual first. And when it comes to our identity, um, who we're designed to be as Christians, especially, we have to take the approach that this is not a political issue. This is first and foremost, the spiritual battle that we have to recognize the dynamics that are going on so that we can fight it properly, first in the spirit and then, of course, in the physical. And how does that play out? It plays out legislatively. Obviously, it plays out politically, but it is a moral issue to deny our God-given design, male and female, how we are intended, the framework of marriage, all these things. When, When that is denied, we're denying the very essence of who we are. It sure is. Who would have ever, I did an, an, I've interviewed a lot of the presidents. I know you've been on a lot of uh, shows too discussing this. Who would have ever thought that this would become a talking point in a campaign now? But candidates have to address whether they're going to protect women, protect women's spaces, if they're going to let parental rights be trampled upon and, um, you know, let there be secret conversations in schools regarding gender and identity. I mean, right. we never thought it would come to this. 
Right. Well, we live in Loudoun County. In fact, we have one of the most notorious schools in Loudoun County that is yeah. basically next to our, our property here. And and they have what's called policy 8040. Policy 8040 basically says, hey, teachers, administration, you can hide all these things from parents when a child is confused and is going through all this gender identity identity chaos. We're allowed to keep this information from the parents. And that is a direct violation of actually Virginia's constitution, mm -hmm. which parents have a right to decide the education, the upbringing of their children. And so this is what's happening in schools across the country, where yeah. these schools who aren't there for the child when the aftermath happens, they're not the ones there picking up all the broken pieces from these broken co-opted rainbows. Right. Instead, it's parents who find out in some cases way too late, tragically, because their child has been sold a lie by a public education system. Right. And they're secretly, um, we've heard everything from their secret closets where children can go in there and dress however they want during the school. They could discuss all of these um, important uh, discussions with children without parents being included, which is horrible. Um, so we're fighting with this and we so appreciate your book and uh, and just you championing this as well, because right. we all need to be. Um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about here in the beginning about uh, the gay rights movement, the LBGTQ movement, um, and how it's connected with the pro-abortion movement. I know you guys have talked about this. We've talked about that too, but there is a connection there. Well, yeah, and they actually boast about it. I mean, you've got, for instance, one of the most powerful LGBT law entities called Lambda Legal. And it was asked, why do you talk, why do you talk about abortion in the same breath you talk about gay rights? And they said, well, they're inseparable. They're part of the same thing. They're inextricably tied together. And why is that? Because they see reproductive rights and reproductive freedom as the basically the driving force for everything. It's why they try to enshrine them as constitutional rights. Um, what is bizarre is they miss the most fundamental thing, and that is life is the most yeah. basic right. Without life, nothing else matters. But that's why when you have pro-abortion and pro-LGBT forces, every major right. gay rights group, LGBTQ plus 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 group, every uh, you know group like Planned Parenthood, NARAL, exactly. now they're all radically pro-abortion and pro-LGBTQ because they are both in the same camp where they are denying. Mm -hmm. who we are designed by and how we're designed. Mm -hmm. And they, then they know too, obviously, if they can get the child, the children as young as possible, they win. Right. And, and here's the thing that people need to see. The, 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 these are groups that celebrate the mutilation of children inside of the womb and outside of the womb. Yes. And it's brazen. It's no longer, they're not even using many right. euphemisms anymore. They're right. just outwardly celebrating this. Meanwhile, there, there are many Americans who actually need to catch up and understand the reality of this. They are mm -hmm. celebrating violence in and out of the womb. And that's what it is. We can't typify it or explain it any other way. It is violence against the human person. And just as a reminder, every human is a person, no matter the age or stage, and every person is a human. Every human is a person. Every person is human. I don't know why that's that seems to escape right. so many of these people. I mean, we've gone through that Ugh. in history. People of my complexion were considered people. And right. now we have another group of human beings who are deemed uh, less than human. And now children who are born apparently don't have full personhood. Look about look at women. They yeah. don't, they're denied their womanhood. I mean, the same party that denied people of my complexion our personhood is the same political party that is now denying women right. their womanhood. Come literally, on. right. Literally trying to erase women. Yes. Right. 
now they're trying to take over their sports, their spaces, everything. I right. mean, where that's what we keep saying. Where are the feminists? Where are these, you know, where's the activists protecting the women? It doesn't seem to matter in this arena, only when it's in their arena for abortion, which of course just absolutely makes no sense. But right. your point talking about, um, you know, the violence in the womb and the violence out of the womb, because the sterilization of children, the mutilization of children, this is where all this goes, the drugs, yes. the operations. I mean, if we do not get our children and protect and guide mm. and fight off this insanity, it goes to these places. And then these girls are coming back, boys too, and saying, okay, I was confused. I didn't know that I had a, a mental disorder. I've been healed. I've been, but, but now what? Now, now I, I am destroyed in many ways. Right. And this is the part that, you know, the the so-called follow the science crowd, which never actually wants to follow the science when right. it comes to anything that matters. Right. Um, they don't follow the science. In fact, they are the propagandists of a very dangerous pseudoscience. And so where you have, I mean, the chief um, psychologist, I guess he was called the psychologist, psychologist in chief at Johns Hopkins, um, uh, Dr. Paul McGue, he used to do these kinds of the, the transgender surgery, the cross-sex surgeries, and he stopped because he realized that those post-op were no better off in, in their psychosocial outcomes, mental health outcomes mm -hmm. than those pre-op. And so they stopped and now the, that same um, entity, Johns Hopkins has resumed this because they are denying the science. But the reality is you look at study after study after study in countries where homosexuality, bisexuality, transsexuality has been embraced for so long. And it's the same sort of thing. Those who are post-op having three to five times the, the increase in suicide risk versus heterosexual. So, you know, mutilating the body is not, is not solving the problem. And so now we're pushing this onto children who we don't even trust making some of the most basic decisions like right. what they're going to have for dinner, what they're right. going to have for lunch, which clothing they're going to wear. No, you probably shouldn't wear, uh, you know, the, right. the jeans that are that are ripped entirely. I mean, there's like two right. fibers left on that pair of jeans. Our children their need children. guidance. Yes. They need guidance. That's why we that's why we exist as parents to guide them. But somehow uh, the the medical associations, which have now just completely abdicated their responsibility to uphold science, are right. now just embracing all things political to the detriment of our children. It is devastating. When we had Dr. Grossman on the podcast, she said that, you know, a lot of the kids think that this is going to be rainbows and yeah. unicorns, but it's urine bags and a lifelong uh, infections and surgeries. Right. And it's just, it's horrific. So we all know that this is going on. We know that the parents have to catch up on this and we know that we have to provide answers. We have to protect our children and validate who they are in God's divine image. And this is what's the exciting part of this is the books that you and Bethany have written. Let's talk why. I guess it's an obvious, there's an obvious answer here, but why did you do this? He is he and she is she. Wow. Yes. <laughs> we, okay, first of all, because we live in Loudoun County, this has been the, the, insane issue. Not the fact that the schools are failing, that the scores are plummeting in history tests and reading and science and all that. No. Um, the schools want to want to push this kind of this kind of propaganda, not to mention their their racist propaganda with critical race theory. But we thought, what do we, what happens if we just take pronouns, which now are dubbed hate speech, which is absurd. Uh, pronouns are not hate speech. 
put pronouns into these books for children and, and just talk about who they are. Now, my wife was a teacher, just in case people don't know, she was a teacher for 13 years in both public and private schools and has been a homeschool teacher for 17 years. But she loves children's lit. That is her, that is her uh -huh. love. And so she wants, you know, to use children's lit to get across basic truth. And so when we say, I remember when we were on with Eric Metaxas, who has written a few children's books and <laughs> has endorsed our books, by the way, he loves them. And that made our hearts uh, leap with joy. But when you say things like, he is he, let me just read this. It says, he is he. Yes. He is not she. He is not we. He is he. And what we love doing is going into using rhyme and using these super cute um, illustrations just to get across basic truths. What yes. is a boy? What is a man? What is a girl? What is a woman? What are their roles? And and it's a beautiful thing. I mean, right. we live in a culture right now that that tries to say, especially when it comes to boys, that masculinity is toxic. Now they say toxic masculinity, but what they're really saying yeah. and what they're constantly drilling into young boys' minds and, and young men's minds is that being masculine itself is toxic. And we want to defy that with narratives that talk about how men, especially fathers, lovingly provide and protect. Yeah. And you you talk about that in the book a little bit about too, like different roles for the boys and roles for the girls. And um, tell us a little bit about the she book. She is she. Oh, well, <laughs> this was our first one because, you know, guys, sometimes are just a little later than, than girls, just, <laughs> just saying in our family, it is true. I don't know why the boys are always the latest ones. Anyway, the illustrations are so cute in this book, too, because we, we we really promoted your pro-life book as well, which is was I don't know if it's the same artist or not, but just adorable. We love our friend Ed Kaler. He is our illustrator. He gets us. He is he's a man who loves Jesus. He is so incredibly creative. Uh, we love him. So that's why when we first got this, and some of these illustrations are of our children, by the way. This is like our youngest daughter, Aaliyah. Aww. But it says, you know, she is she. That's Justice, my youngest son. She is not he. <laughs> she is not we. She is she. And of course, this yeah. invokes the whole issue with boys replacing girls. But it goes on to say she's a mother. Yes. She's a daughter. She's a sister, not a brother. It's kind of hard to hold this. She's a Grammy. She's mm -hmm. an auntie. She's a bestie, not a grampy. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it goes further and we talk about just who she is naturally biologically right. she's an employer she can be a leader she's a national speaker she's a, right. a justice fighting lawyer i mean these are the things that these are just some of the things of course that women can become right. i mean they can become anything except right. a man exactly exactly we have got to draw the lines I, I mean, mean that's it, not who she's designed to be uh, genetically. Know. That's not who she is. Right. I mean, we can pretend. I mean, people were so upset when Rachel Dolezal was that president of NAACP chapter in Washington who was white, but she was pretending to be black. And so all these people, rightfully so, were right. upset that she was pretending to be black. She took scholarships. Right. She took funding. Well, the same people are perfectly fine with a man co-opting womanhood. Yeah. Why is that any different? Why can't Rachel Dolezal be black if, you know, Bruce Jenner can be Caitlyn Jenner? It and is just absolutely crazy. Right. It is. But I love that this is so basic and so beautiful. It's right. just celebrating 
little girls, little boys, who they can be. And I think too, a lot of grandparents are very interested in this book too, along with parents, obviously, just to keep, um, since the culture is coming at our kids and saying, gender's fluid, what pronoun, who would ask kindergartners and preschoolers what their pronoun is? Of course, they want to start the confusion early. They want to yes. get them thinking this. We know that there's a whole ag- agenda behind it, but we now more than ever have to be um, just coming alongside the kids and affirming who they are. They're yes. not, their gender is not fluid. Definitely not. Uh, one of the people we have featured in this book is our good friend, Dr. Alveda King, <gasps> who is a grandmother. And she actually, we just sent her more books because she asked us, I need more books because every time someone comes to her house, she has the book. She says, I have it up on my mantle. I talk about it. I share it. In fact, in the end of the book where it says the end, even though there's actually more stuff behind this, but uh-huh. it's actually my my mama right here who was a Grammy of 35 grandchildren. And I probably have the number wrong, but I think 15 great grandchildren. And the little girl in there is just saying, read it to me again, Grammy. Man, there are, there's a special role that grandmas and grandpas have to be able to speak truth. I just wanted people to know too, in the book, there are two sections right after the end. It says, what does the Bible say? And there are scriptures that speak to our core identity. Now this is age appropriate for children who are two to eight. On our website, sheisshe.com, there are deeper resources. If you go to the resources tab that are meant for teens and adults, they're not Mm -hmm. meant for little children. So the book doesn't go into some of the language of some of the issues because we want to be age appropriate for children. But here it says, what does science say? And it breaks down simple things like, you know what? Boys and girls have thousands of biological differences. There are thousands of things that are, that are different about us. It's not just our genitalia. Right. It, it's encoded in our DNA. It and sure so, is. and we don't use the word genitalia in the book, don't worry. Um, <laughs> but what we do explain in a really basic sense is just to show, hey, we're different. But yeah. guess what? We're, we're equal. We're not the same. We're equal, absolutely. But what's beautiful is that we're not the same. And there are differences yeah. in the way that, you know, we, and we, when we play sports and things of that nature. So these are the things that we try to cover in there just to emphasize just the beauty of, you know, undeniable, biological, beautiful her. Mm. And I in the case it. of the, in case of he is he, undeniable, biological, lovable him. Yes. And people love it. People have been, I mean, and now that they, they can buy it, you know, in a combo pair, um, it's mm. great. We've had schools and churches buy these in bulk. Um, just nice. recently a church bought about 1500 copies. I oh, mean, I'm sure. This is something that we so desperately need to get to. The world is lying to our children about the most basic thing, and they need to understand who and what they are and not what the world says they are, but Mm -hmm. who the I am, the great I am, um, says they are. So important. So foundational. Hey, our libraries, can you get this in the libraries? Because there's such a a battle in the libraries now for uh, good material that speaks truth. Yes. One of the things their libraries have different sort of procedures, but mm-hmm. often if you go in and you ask them if they're carrying the book, if they're not carrying it, there's a purchase mm-hmm. process that they will go through if you simply just request it and that they will purchase it. I will say in our local area, we're having problems with our library. They're giving every libraries, I should say, giving us every excuse why they, they won't put our books on the shelf. So this is actually something that we're going to be working on um, passionately in the next mm-hmm. month, um, we're going to call the initiative, put it on the shelf because these libraries are stocking vulgar, obscene yeah. material. I mean, basically they're peddling porn and pedophilia. 
Exactly. And and that's acceptable because it's under the diversity rainbow, which is, of course, ridiculous. Adult material is not meant for children and it shouldn't be in the library accessible to children. But something like this is all of a sudden controversial to say what we all know to be true. And so I, I really encourage people, get it in your library, get in your school library, get in your public library, get in your church library, yeah. um, because these are these are the things that help solidify the yes. biblical truths that actually make young boys and young girls understand who and what they are in this world. And when we talk mm -hmm. about everyone having God-given purpose, it's easier to live out your God-given purpose when you understand how intentionally you were designed. Yeah. It is so important. Uh, I know our moms, you know, you know, our mamas, they, they mean it. And so yes. I'm sure that they're going to be bringing it to the libraries. They're going to be asking moms, let's do that. Let's yes. ask if we have, he is he and she is she. Okay. Yes. Let's get these basics in it. Let's get them in our homes. Let's um, get them in, in the church. Let's read them to our kids, our grandkids. So important. I love what you're doing. Um, I so appreciate what you and Bethany are doing with this topic from life to gender to racism. I mean, all the things that you are fighting are righteous causes. So um, we just had to have you on to talk about the books. Well, I appreciate it. And don't forget, they can go to radiance.life. Yes to get all of our books, Pro-Life Kids, or He is He, She is She, and all the future ones that we will be doing. So Radiance.life is the easiest way to get there. You can also get them on Amazon while they're still there. I love it. Well, thank you. Give your wife a, a hug for us and your kids. And um, just praying for what you're doing there. Uh, it's a you're, you're in the battle, just like we are here at Moms for America. But um, we love it because we know we're on the right side and we're fighting for God's truth. Uh, Amen. Not man's. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless. All right. Thanks, Ryan. I just love Ryan. He is so amazing. Again, if you have not heard his testimony, please check it out. It is amazing. Um, him and his wife, they're just special people. So thank you so much, Ryan. And again, for more information to get those books and anything else about their ministry, go to radiance.life. Again, that's radiance.life. Get those books and um, check out all that they have there on their website. Also, make sure you stop by our website. I'm going to be remiss with that because we here at Moms for America, we have incredible information for you moms. It is momsforamerica.us. Stop by our website. I mentioned it in the beginning of the show. Sign up for our weekly newsletter so you can find out about all of our weekly webinars, seminars, education, pamphlets, booklets. We have it all. We are here to help you moms on your journey through motherhood. We know that the world is a confused, confusing place for our children, and we need to be strong, educated, and informed so we can teach them uh, the principles of liberty and godly principles and principles that matter to us as mothers. Uh, so when you are on our website, I do want to encourage you to Take a zip around there and check out everything. Also look at our cottage meetings, which is our signature program. It's 12 lessons that will inspire and educate you about America's amazing heritage. So you can share those principles of liberty in your home and in your community. This program, like I said, along with all the other programs, will help you impact your family in a very powerful way. We always say this from parental rights to public policy, from the kitchen table to the school board rooms. <laughs> we are here as Moms for America to provide information for you. 
Moms, we believe that you truly are the heartbeat of your home and the heartbeat of America. And that's why moms are so powerful. They're so strong. They're so committed. Uh, They love their kids and their families like nobody's business. So again, thank you so much for joining us this week. I can't wait to chat with you next week. Every week we try to have great discussions for us uh, that pertain to us as moms. Um, They're educational, they're informative, they're inspiring. This podcast every week is here for you, the topics that you are requesting. So I hope to see you next week. And as always, let's keep changing our world one home at a time. Thanks, moms. And I will talk with you soon. 